America's public enemy number one in the United States. Some goofy looking people. No, man, that's how you look when you get busted with that much pot. Damn, I called it pot. Pot. We have increased seizures of illegal drugs. Shortages of marijuana are now being reported. A dirty war's erupted. Sanctioned by the Philippines' new president. His orders to his people and his police. Kill them. Kill them, says Roberto de Derte. What's up? Welcome to the DAP Daily Attic Podcast. You came hard, dude. I came really hard. It's your boy, Tim, and your boy, Dave. What's up? Hey, what's up, dog? I'm a little enthusiastic about the way we open our show, man. Yeah, you, you came really hard on that one. I love it, man. I love it. I love doing the Daily Addict. Everything about it. It's nice. So, you can follow us on Twitter at Daily Addict Show. Twitter. And check us out on your favorite podcast medium, whatever that may be. Everywhere. Anyone. You know when you reach the pinnacle, Dave? When? Any endeavor that you're doing on the the intro net. When you Google your shit and you're come up number one on Google. Oh, damn. Oh, the Daily Attic podcast, baby. There's so many other Daily Attic things, but nobody has the name for a podcast named the Daily Attic except for us. But you know how many daily addictions people actually have? Many. All right, let's see how many we can name in the next 10 seconds. Shower. Coffee. Shit. Wiping butt. Piss. Soccer. Brush teeth. Um, weed. Masturbate. Um, porn. <laughs> <laughs> word association. This is word association for addicts. Crack. Coke. Pipe. Meth. Snort. Drano. Beeswax. Earwax. Wasp killer. If you're still listening to this episode, we thank you very much. We have an exciting episode. It's a fun episode. We have a lot of stories. We are really serious. It doesn't sound like we're serious, but we are serious about the drug war. We are serious about the implications of it, the dangers of it, um, the draconian rules and regulations that they have to try to stop and um, control people's thoughts about what they should be putting in their body. And we are just against that shit. 100%. Plus we're enjoying some wonderful treats supplied by elite wellness in the mid Michigan region I just had one of these uh, wonderful soda splash gummies. And also, you know, we always partake in a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of cannabis. I don't want to say always, but quite often. I'm a daily coffee drinker. Are you addicted to caffeine? Uh, yes, absolutely. If you don't have caffeine, do you get a headache? Yes. 
Are you addicted to nicotine? Very. You know what? I love nicotine too. You do? Yeah. I just I just smoke cigars though, but not with cigars you can't smoke them every day or you'll die quick. So, right. I try to smoke one eh, maybe six times a year. It's not bad. Maybe ten. That's not bad either. No. But it's an exciting time for the internet exposing a lot of these hypocrisies of these wars and what they're about because people are finding out the truth. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. The cannabis movement would not be where it's at if it wasn't for the intranet. That's how old people that were alive before the internet used to say the internet, the intranet. The intranet. 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 Back in the day when you were hacking like Commodore 64 root systems. I made that up, but it sounded legit. (laughs) You said root systems. I'm just saying. That makes sense. I never played the Commodore. I don't know what the Commodore... Was it a computer or a video game? Is it even real? I think so. Either that or it was Commander 64 and I'm just dyslexic. Was it a Nintendo 64? It could possibly be a Nintendo 64. (laughs) You kids with the Playstations. All right. I think we've uh, done enough bullshitting. And if you want to stick around and listen to some exciting new drug war news and get our take on it, we are news correspondents. Mm. Going to the first story here. This is from the Star Tribune. Montana drug couriers busted in a, in Minnesota with 900 pounds of pot go free. And the judge ruled the seizure of the 900 pounds was illegally performed. And nice. we love that judge. These two guys right here, these two gentlemen, Jared Michael Disrokis, Disrochis. Yep. Sorry. Sorry there, Jared Michael. Alexander Clifford Gordon. These two guys, they look like they're adventurous types of individuals. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you want to go to the Star Tribune, you know what? I'm going to tweet this sucker out right now. Because you should really be on our Twitter page, at Daily Attic Podcast, waiting for this stuff to come in. Because this stuff is just amazing. What happened here is the men were driving through Douglas County last March with over $4 million in marijuana and other contraband. And they're going to get off with just a warning because the judge ruled Tuesday that the seizure was illegal. Bunch bet you them cops are pissed. That one cop in, uh, uh, in particular, he's known for making large busts. So it's about time this crooked guy, you know, he's doing it because he's just pulling everybody over that looks like a pothead. Yeah, these two fit that profile. They do. They do. But that's why the mule got away for so long. He's an old guy. Profiles. I wonder what's up with Shantown. I don't know. Let's look up Shantown real quick. 
She's still around? She might be. Shantown Harris. That was like one of our first stories. Oh. Oh. Daily Addict was made because of Shantown. Hell yeah. Nope, nothing new. Damn. Oh, she did. Oh, Sh- Shantan. She got decades in prison for being the uh, training day version, the real life version of training day. Decades? Yeah, right here. Two Miami cops sentences, sentenced to decades in prison for protecting drug dealers. This was back in September, man. We're slipping. We should have followed up on Shantan Harris. We said we were going to. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Prophecy fulfilled. If you go to the New Times and check out this story, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Shantan. She wasted her life as a crooked cop protecting drug dealers when she clearly was a beauty contestant. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Like batting your eyebrows. Uh, did I make a sudden movement? You made a very yeah movement. Yeah, it was. It was. So sorry we we switched stories up on you guys, but Dave brought up something really good. Shantan Harris. We're gonna come back and we're haunt gonna, you. We're gonna come back and haunt you. We're gonna talk <laughs> about you, but. If you guys remember Shantan here, she was in the very first few episodes and she was a Miami police officer that was protecting drug dealers and taking their money, living high on the hog. She got busted, man. They turned her in. So Calvin Harris, I think it was her boyfriend, James Archibald and Shantan, um, they were charging. They're the ones that charged $1,500 to an undercover FBI agent. They were selling uniforms. Um, they were selling cop uniforms on the black market. Damn. That's crazy. That's fitting. It is. <laughs> oh. So they went, they got a staggering 10 to 27 years in prison in Shantan was sentenced to 15 years behind bars earlier this year. Man. Yeah. So, Shantan Harris, now that she's in prison, we should write her. She was the ringleader who recruited the two officers in the scheme. She f- she initially charged with one count of conspiracy, uh, conspiracy, conspiring to possess with intent to distribute controlled substances and three counts of attempted possession with intent to distribute cocaine. Um, They dropped those on a plea deal. And um, so the the two Harris's, Calvin Harris, it's no relation to her. They just happen to be named Harris. But now they're going to be gone for a long, long time. So getting back to the, the original story that from the star tribune about these guys driving through, uh, they were driving through Douglas County in Minnesota. Listen to this, dude. This is the funniest part. Funny being not funny. Uh-huh. Aaron Myron, a state trooper with Minnesota, with the track record of making large drug busts, 
said a cracked windshield and unsteady driving led him to stop Jared and Alexander as they traveled southbound on Interstate 94 near Alexandria. They were driving um, a pickup truck, a Chevrolet pickup truck with a camper, turned up to have 900 pounds of cannabis, 401 grams of THC concentrate, 112 glass jars containing THC wax, and 15500 in cash. According to Myron, um, what is that guy's name? Desroche. 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 Desroche said he expected to be paid $30,000 to move the contraband, which the state police estimated was $4.25 million worth of product in that fucking camper. Wow. So they paid them thirty grand to drive it from um, Montana to Minnesota, it seems you, like. Do you still get that money if you make it halfway? You get half? Yeah, that's why they had the 15 five. Yeah, but true. why would they tell the cops that? No, nah, we just got paid to drive it. Don't say, don't say nothing. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Push, push the gas down and go. Don't matter. If you get busted, you're going to get busted, man. And with a beard like that, they should have let you go first day, bro. Hell yeah. So, with the hair, it makes me look makes me think they were sleeping in the camper. They were probably. <coughs> they were probably. Um. So I ninety four apparently is a busy corridor, and it has a lot of cannabis smuggling in the recent years. And Myron said he was initially alerted to the truck because it was unusual to see campers at that time of year. So, it's unusual to see campers in Minnesota. Hmm. After watching the video of the stop taken by Myron's squad car, St. Paul lawyers Paul Applebaum and Hillary Barrett Parsons, who represent the two gentlemen respectively, filed motions to suppress the evidence. The video played a huge role in getting it tossed out because a lot didn't match up to what Myron's was saying. Applebaum, that's a funny name said in an interview Wednesday, despite his claim, the camper going south on I-94 was noteworthy for that time of year. At least five other campers were seen on videos traveling past them during the stop. So there you go, calling a cop out on his bullshit. Myron, who had uh, testified the pickup was weaving across the fog line as he trailed it, But the video cast doubt on that as well. The squad video, which initially records from the same vantage vantage point as Myron's, shows the pickup never crossed the fog line. It nearly touched it. So you got a cop that just had a hunch, right? I see a couple hippies in a camper, two guys driving down the road. They probably have some pot on them because they call it pot in this stupid article the whole time. It's cannabis. Without the evidence, there was no probable cause to charge the two men. So the judge, Timothy Churchwell, good name there, man. 
can't go wrong with that. Churchwell, Applebaum. Sounds like a kid's book's name. Like, yeah. That's weird. That is weird. These are the characters of a good book, actually. Yes. Timothy Churchwell. Well, it's a good, he's a good judge either way because he ruled that the cracked windshield was sufficient cause to stop the vehicle, but he found that Myron lacked reasonable grounds to expand the traffic stop into a search of the vehicle. That is the key. Unconstitutional. These guys were on point, so that means that these guys weren't sitting in the cab smoking a joint. That means that they didn't have any clue, the suspicion that this guy had that he could search the vehicle other than the fact they had a cracked windshield and they crossed, they touched the fog line once. The prosecutors still have five days to appeal the ruling, um, but they're not responding to comment right now because they look like idiots. Exactly. Exactly. I love reading stories like this one. These guys. You know, since it was unconstitutional, they should give the marijuana back. They should. They should, man. And then when they give it back, they turn around, close their eyes, put their hands over and say, all right, I'll give you 30 (laughs) seconds to get out of here. Go which way. I can't see you. They should. No, but they should because marijuana. Yeah, because it was seized with the unconstitutional. I think they should just give them the 4.2 mil. Yeah, it'd be even better. I mean, who's the one that's really out here? Some poor (laughs) cannabis farmer from Montana that put all this effort into this is now out. Out. 4.25 mil. Damn. Plus a 30. Plus the 30. Yeah. Plus the truck and camper. Yeah. I'm suing this police department for 4.254 mil. For my weed, my camper, and my truck. Yep. And my wax and oils and everything. These gentlemen are lucky. And I'm happy for them. We're, We're all happy. We're all happy for them. And if I could hit one of these suckers up on Twitter, <laughs> I'll tell them. Listen here, Joker. Don't yeah. be don't be transporting, transporting. <laughs> I think that edible's getting me. Damn. It's all right. So they're kind of like heroes for us right now. People that get off on that. I mean, cause what we're all about, it's kind of like, those are the people we should have on our show telling their story of heroism. What do you think? I think so. I think that would be great. Daily Addict Show. I just hit that tweet out there for you. Make sure you check out uh, the Star Tribune in that story. It's pretty interesting. But we're getting on to the next one. Fuck that shit. This is about Kratom. It's the herbal supplement from Indonesia. It has the U.S. drug agencies worried. They are losing sleep over Kratom. This is on scmp.com. 
I'm going to tweet it out there for you guys so you can check it out. Just get on there and show some love. But Kratom, what do you know about Kratom Day? Other than it sounds like the stuff that makes Superman weak. I know that a lot of people are using it to get off opiates. Oh, I thought you were going to say used to get off. Well, I'm sure. Opiates. (laughs) (laughs) What else do you know? I know that... I don't know, man. I don't know much about it. Well, we're going to learn about it in this episode, bro. Because we don't talk about it very much. But it's from Indonesia, and it's a plant. Kratom, a tropical tree leaf, increasingly being used worldwide as a painkiller and a substitute to opioids, may be coming under greater scrutiny in the West. But in Tauna, Tauna Taha, an inland village in eastern Borneo in India is considered a godsend for livelihood. Kratom or Mitra Gaina Spesosia. That's pretty good. You like that? I'm not sure. It's actually Spesosa. Is native to Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, and Papua New Guinea. Its leaves contain mind-altering compounds which affect the same brain receptors as morphine, making Kratom a popular herbal medicine. Well, I bet. I bet. Looks, you know, looks like it might be cheaper. It's just growing. It's just growing like a, I don't know. If you look at the picture, if you go to Twitter, go to our account, follow us, and you'll get these stories. This is interesting. It's currently under examination by the United States, who's never got drugs wrong, by the way, or the effects of them. I mean, they're finally looking into cannabis after 100 years. So where there are 130 people die every day as a result of opioid use, the U.S. Drug Administration warned against, warned against its consumption, though it has stopped short of declaring it a, an illegal substance. So right now it's not illegal, right? Right. You can own Kratom, you can have Kratom, but it's only grown in these tropical environments. In Indonesia, their country's narcotic agency wants the health ministry to classify Kratom as a class, first class psychotropic, like heroin and cap, uh, cocaine. A traffic, a drug offense in this category results in maximum punishment of 20 years. Oh, what a travesty. Kratom's going to be expensive as shit if they start doing that. Yes, it is. What is up with all these? You know, I hope. I'm not going to say I hope. I got a question to ask you, Dave. What's up? How many undiscovered natural plant herb-like drugs do you think that are left in Earth? Thousands. You're pretty confident with that answer. I am. So you think there is... Thousands of undiscovered drug plant plants that can be used as mind altering drugs or pain relievers or dietary supplements or whatever the fuck you want to use them for in uh, on earth undiscovered. Oh yeah. You know what? It sounds right. <laughs> it does because there's parts of the 
there's parts of certain jungles they haven't even been to yet. Right. Shit like that. Under the ocean, there has to be some kind of drugs down there that we, you know, we eat a fucking glowing fucking shrimp tail and it makes you fucking hallucinate. I don't fucking know, dude. But there's some there's some other shit out there. Maybe not even plant based. I mean, has anybody tried like <laughs> what are some things that if hey, what's the worst thing that could get you high? Because you know, people lick toads and right. shit like that. You eat mushrooms off of shit. You basically go through cow patties and pick your mushrooms. That's how they, you know, used to get them down, you know, on the pastures. But what if it was like, you know, mountain goat <laughs> jizz? I had to say, I was it. thinking anal beads. Anal beads. Ah, <laughs> uh. addicts would be screwed. But you know, they will take. But they will take wasp killer and make meth out of it right so at this point i think they will eat the most i think people would take the most outrageous shit no matter where it comes from just to get high and this is just a plant well i was i was watching this uh documentary once in uh one of the african nations that they sit in a brown paper bag and they inhale it (laughs) i get some high dude the gas in there man Today I shit in bag. You smell my shit. No, it's, they will do their own. My shit gets higher than your shit. No, you smell your own shit. I guess that's not as bad, though. <laughs> it's bad. No, because your own farts and your own shit really don't smell that bad to you. It's weird because I think it's the same thing. With it's like different. family members, like offspring, like your kid's shit smells bad, but not as bad as someone else's kid's shit. You're going deep on shit. <laughs> you don't even know, bro. You don't even know. I'm the only halfway there. Damn. You're the one that started it. I was just giving African. facts. I was giving facts. You said you were, you seen that on what now? It was on Discovery Channel or. Jesus. Ed, we're going to run the special on pooping in the bag. All right. What are going to be our sponsors that night? Well, we're going to have Rolades, Ziploc, Mucilex. (laughs) (laughs) Ziploc. (laughs) Oh, Kratom, what you do. So getting back to Kratom, folks, we're asking the health ministry they are in in Indonesia to classify it as a first class illegal substance and it has a danger of tenfold of cocaine and marijuana or marijuana um the american kratom association wow estimated there are 15.6 million kratom users in the us as of june god how many 15.6 million wow the industry is worth a billion dollars. Man, Kratom's already a billion dollar industry in the United States. Kratom's been along for a long time. Dude, Kratom is Kratom. Crazy. Kratom is Kratom. That's a good slogan. That is. I think we start our new Kratom line right now. Donate to the daily podcast, Kratom is Kratom campaign. 
we're going to go fly to Indonesia, meet some of these farmers. You got to meet Deirdre. And pick up the supply chain. In 2016, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration proposed upgrading Kratom to a Schedule 1, putting alongside heroin, LSD, and MDMA. There is a major backlash, and the proposal was withdrawn with concerns about its properties and its exposure to users at the risk of addiction. Everything can be addictive. Anything pleasurable on earth can be addictive. Anything painful on earth can be addictive. Bunch of addicts. Last month, for example, a Florida resident was arrested after a disabled man he was taken care of died in the heat in his minivan. The man had fallen asleep in his house after ingesting two packets of Kratom powder. So he fell asleep and the disabled man he's taken care of died in the van. That's very sad. And that's something that that guy has to live with for a long time. But you know what? It could have been a fucking bottle of NyQuil. In the U.S., Kratom is illegal in six states, including Alabama, Wisconsin. Wow, is there already six states that made it illegal? Are we in a legal Kratom state? I don't think so. Mm. That's why they call us the great state of Kratom. (laughs) In the West as well, Indonesia, Kratom is easy to order on the internet where it is sold as green powder, tea, or gum. Look at all that Kratom them chicks are grinding up. That's a big pile of Kratom. What do you call them? What do you call what? The two women? Yeah. Kratom crushers. I don't know what they're doing. They're sorting the Kratom. They got Kratom all over their clothes. I bet you they're high as shit right now. Kratom is an indigenous to the Tuanatua, a village of 3,000 people, more than four hours um, east of uh, Kalimantan's capital city of Saramanara Saramanara Marinda Saramarinda and one of the regencies that will become home to Indonesia's still unnamed new 33 billion dollar capital city the trees locally known as Kidemba are part of the coffee family And they grew up to seven meters high. That's a lot of meters. Holy meter. Kratom are wild trees that grow in our backyards and across our uh, village. Oh, shit. There's a 12, there's a 1200 hectare, hectares of land. So a hectares is a thousand by a thousand acres, right? Yeah. There's 12,000 hectares. (laughs) Where? Of land that used to be oil palm plantation. A oil palm plantation. It's now filled with kratom trees. Holy shit. Dude, that's like a million. That's over a million acres of kratom. That's a lot of hectares. Dude, that's hectares and hectares of kratom. (laughs) Hectares and hectares of kratom kratom. How would you say it with a Mexican accent? Hectors and hectares of Kratom. That's Kratom. Senor. It's like a heavy Russian Mexican. I don't know what you're saying. All I know is this. 
Kratom is Kratom. Villagers for generations have been drinking the boiled water of a Kemba, Kem, uh, Kedemba tree. Mm. After women gave birth to cleanse their dirty blood and speed up the healing, pro- healing process, but we never consume the leaves. Holy shit, man. They've been... At the end of 2017, a man from the capital city visited the village to buy Kratom, telling the befuddled residents that the leaves were high demand overseas. The leaves have been cultivated since 2004. Mm. So they ain't dumb over there in Indonesia, man. Mm -hmm. They're like, they love this. We're making more. I bet you they found it when they were hungry. Probably. How, I mean, you just... these leaves and yeah do we just try these leaves somebody had to be the first one right it's weird man how people like like whoever thought of the meth recipe some chemical engineer or something some i don't know chemist walter white walter white he's the inventor i don't know I mean, but you think you're that's like sitting in your kitchen, you're like, damn, all I got is Drano, <laughs> lithium batteries, butane, and this Gatorade bottle. Oh, and I got some cold medicine. People do anything to get high. That's crazy, man. People are suffering, Dave. Especially in the United States. If you and me right now, if you and I You and me. You and me, if we're living right now in Scandinavia or some shit, Sweden, we're not even having the Daily Attic podcast. How so? Because America is full of (laughs) America. (laughs) America is full of addicts. But why? Because there's something missing. (laughs) What's missing? Jesus. Amen. No, but seriously, I think people are emotionally disturbed, withdrawn. I think attention deficit disorder and all that is just people trying to pay attention to too much shit at one time. I think you concentrate on the things that are important to you and live a happy life. And if you need a little bit of help, I get by with a little help from my friends. <laughs> I get high with a little help from my friends. Damn. I made that shit up. Sounds like a song. Mm-mm. Mm. Oh, mine. So anyway, that's why. So Kratom's, that's why it was important I asked you that question about how many undiscovered drugs I thought that you thought were still out there. And it was interesting, your answer, because I think you're right. I think people will continue to find them. Eat leaves, chew on they bark. Have- but that's everything above ground. They haven't even gone all the way underground yet. I mean, they got right. roots and shit that get you high, but who knows about everything else under there? They never went to the other underground, man. Mm-mm. You got to go to the underground to get that shit. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. Yep. You're talking like oceans and dinosaur bones and shit. There's shit that can get you high that we would never even think of right now. Plus, what's in outer space that can get you high? Damn, dude. You went way up there, man. Well, hey, listen. Once they make everything illegal on the United States in in the world in the United States, where's your next venture? You gonna be there's gonna be people on Mars. Exoplanet. We'll get you high. Oh yeah. We'll get you high on Mars. If you're there Mars on Mars, dust. 
Mars dust. We're smart. We're snorting Mars dust, dude. Should we like patent that shit right now? Hell yeah. Trademark that shit. It's our idea. Mars dust. It's our idea. Yep. Rocket we're br- blast. We're branding it. Very interesting story about Kratom. I was very ignorant about Kratom. You ignorant? I was ignorant, but I'm very, I feel like I'm half, you know, let's, let's talk about quickly about the people that pick Kratom and the kind of life they live over there. So the average person over there can pick like 200 kilograms a day. That's about 400 pounds. And his new skills earn him about $28 US dollars a day from about seven hours of work. Damn. With fishing, he was burnt under the sun all day, but I didn't know how much I would get. I'm still suffering from the heat, but not as bad. Kademba is like a money tree. All you need to do is find the tree, he said. Fuck. Don't chop it down. Just take the leaves off. Oh, that's like, that, is, that is like a money tree, man. You take the leaves, grows again. Yeah. It's not like many other plants, dude. The village reached its peak production during January and May this year. They had 300 pickers getting up to 50 tons of kratom per month. Damn. Resulting in the revenue of 1 billion rupiah or 70,000 US dollars a month. And under Borneo's strong run, the leaves dry only a uh, strong run. (laughs) Under their strong sun. The leaves dry in only six hours, and then they're placed in a grinder. The final step is filtering, where villagers separate the leaves from sprigs, and the leaves are then put into sacks, and they're sent by trucks to two buyers and exporters in West Kalimantan. Mantan. Mantan. Hmm. Kalimantan. 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 We picked, uh, while pickers... Uh, are steadily relying on existing kratom leaves. The village there, 36 miles away, farmers are cultivating the plants. His name is Sasquani. Sakwani. We're fucking this whole story up. I know, dude. The Indian names are the worst for me. Sakwani, a 44-year-old... Indian? Indonesia. Asian. Well, I guess they're late. I mean, yeah, you're right. They are Asian. But they're. (laughs) Give me that globe over there, dog. They look Indian. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess, like, uh, not quite. Well, because they're from. Southeast Asia, Malaysia. Um, Thai. It's funny because all these, where Kratom grows in all these countries are some of the strongest, have some of the strongest drug laws against any other drug. Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia. I was thinking we're in India for some <laughs> reason for a minute there. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Papua New Guinea. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so basically they have a whole economy here, everybody. You get the picture. Kratom is a big thing in Indonesia, not in India. Uh, fuck Kratom. Let's move on. Let's move on. This cannabis study shows how CBD offsets 
the psychiatric side effects of THC. This is from Neuroscience News. Sounds legit. Sounds super legit. Yeah, they got a nice website here. Neuroscience News says that the cannabis study revealed that CBD offsets the psychiatric side effect of THC. So it blocks the ability of THC to overstimulate the ERK pathway in the hippocampus, preventing negative side effects associated with cannabis use. So that's pretty cool. So you were talking about that one-to-one cannabis to CBD strain. That would be a very therapeutic strain, it seems like, and you wouldn't get too high off it. I'm going to try it. It has been previously shown that strains of cannabis with high levels of THC and low levels of CBD can cause an increase in psychiatric effects, including paranoia, paranoia, anxiety, and addictive behaviors. But why that was occurring, it was not fully understood. Uh -uh. Uh, Stephen Loviolet, Ph.D., his research team used rats to investigate the role of the molecule in the brain's hippocampus called the extracellular signal regulated Kanazi ERK, probably Kanaz ERK, which triggers the neuropsychiatric effects of THC. For years, we've known the strains of cannabis high in THC and low CBD were more likely to cause psychiatric side effects. Um, The research published in there uh, on the rats were given THC with higher levels of activated ERK, showing more anxiety behaviors and were more sensitive to fear-based learning. Rats that were given both CBD and THC acted like control rats. They had normal levels of activated ERK, less anxiety behaviors, and were less sensitive to fear-based learning. That's interesting, man. That makes sense why the parachute drug is just pure CBD. Right. That's That makes sense why that works. And those guys knew that before this study was even done, so... Again, through trial and error research, people find out what things do. Not on rats. We should do it on real rats, though. What do you mean? Not like furry rats, but like rats, rats. Oh, people that rat on each other? Yeah, they should be forced to do testing. That's good punishment. Human testing. Yeah. Yeah, you should never be a squealer. No. Get them real high and then bring them down? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Get them, and like, they'll be the anxiety one. They'll be the anxiety test subjects. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, other stuff besides. CBD and THC? Yeah, like, <clears throat> whatever else they need to do medical testing on. That's pretty steep. That is. I just thought you meant drugs. Well, Politicians. So the last story of our episode today is about some drug traffickers. It's a happy story. It's a very happy story, everybody. We want to wish you a very happy day. And you're going to enjoy the nuances of this news 
story we're about to read from Fox News Channel. Suspected drug traffickers rescue Spanish police officers after collision at sea during a high-speed chase. And you can watch the video for this. I'm going to tweet it out there for you guys. This is something you're going to want to see as well as participate in. Three police officers ended up being rescued by a group of suspected drug traffickers they were chasing at sea on Friday after their boats collided off the coast of Spain, officials said. The Civil Guard said in the news release the incident happened off the coast of Costa del Sol after Spanish maritime patrol agents were trying to intercept a boat suspected of carrying drugs that had four people on board. During the chase, officials said both vehicles collided, causing three police officers to fall in the water after the agent's boat went out of control. The police helicopter then hovered overhead, called on the four suspected drug traffickers to help using a megaphone. The group then helped pull the officers to safety. And they just have it all right here. They have pictures of it they took from the helicopter. The crew of the helicopter at the uh, is at the Malaysia Malaga Malaga Air Unit. Upon realizing the imminent danger to the civil guards, required the occupants of the other vessel to support them by public address, being rescued by them and being all unharmed. <laughs> even though they helped the secure, even though they helped rescue the officers, the four men were arrested for drug trafficking. Damn. <laughs> Fucking slap in the face, man. Oh, I fought the law in the law one. I helped the law in the law one. That's messed up, man. Damn. Authorities recovered more than 80 bundles of hashish that had fallen to the sea that weighed more than three tons, according to the Civil Guard. Wow. So who was ever... So I want to know. Who was in this helicopter? Samuel L. Jackson? Was he like the negotiator or something? <laughs> no I mean, sure. who was in? Well, actually, he wasn't the negotiator. It was uh, Kevin Spacey. Whoever it was, they were compelling enough over a megaphone to talk drug traffickers into stopping their escape and helping officers I mean, that just goes to show you, man, drug traffickers ain't all bad people. They got hearts, too. Feelings. They got, yeah, deep emotional ties. Yeah, with police. With everybody. It's a human experience, Dave. Hmm. Maybe they figured we're going to get busted anyway because we can't outrun a radio. Let's make it look good. Yes. It might have been a good move. It might have not because these countries really don't give a fuck. They could have shot in their speedboat back to Madrid or wherever they were at and right. had Bloody Marys on the beach. I don't know, dude. But I think that's that goes to show that, you know what? Everybody has a job to do. And at the end of the day... <laughs> a drug dealer's job is to deliver the drugs. Exactly. He failed. No, well, kind of. How not kind of? Because at the end of the day, we're all humans, Dave. And people have families. You can't watch 
a guy drowned because he was doing his job. That's my point about everybody's got a job to do. The guy was a cop. He was busting someone over something that is trivial. Drugs are not things that people should be killing each other over. The government made it that way. They should give these guys. Yeah, so then why help the government? I'm think I'm I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why these guys did it. But would you do it? It depends what I had, I guess. What do you mean? It was like a lot of cocaine? Probably not. I guess it it would depend on where I was at and what I had. If I was in the country, it's like, all right, you get the death penalty for 10 grams. And fuck no. Them policemen better know how to swim. Exactly. They should add lifeguards on, uh, life jackets on anyway. Exactly. If you're the police, you're supposed to follow the rules. Exactly. You should have safety flares. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And then, but that's kind of cold-blooded, man. Come and help us, drug dealers. Don't let us die in the middle of the ocean. And the dealer said, done. Let's go help them. We already dumped the hashish. Hashish, is that how you say it? Hashish. Hardest sheesh, hardest sheesh. (laughs) I don't know. Is that what they had on there? I think it was hash. Yeah, hashish. Hashish. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Sounds like an Indian name, man. Sounds like I've been smoking hashish. I swear I have not. You used to know hashish in school, right? Mm-hmm. Show did. <laughs> so, um, interesting story. I think it was a very informative episode. Sorry we went off on so many tangents. We have all these wonderful goodies brought over by our good friend chad over at elite wellness make sure you check out some of the people that you know we have on our show but we'll check out claudia mirandi uh, we should give a, a word of advice yes please if you're about to get arrested but you can help somebody help them that's yeah what would jesus do <laughs> w W F <laughs>